The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman. Thanks for tuning in to New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. I'm Edwin Herman, and this is episode 379 of The Boys of Tech for Monday, the 23rd of May, 2016. Firefox, apparently for the very first time ever, has outperformed the combined market share of Microsoft's browsers. That's Internet Explorer and Edge browsers. So there's a first time ever it's uh, overtaken them, which shows a real change in how we choose browsers. Having said that, I, I must admit that Edge is a very, very good browser, and I wonder how much of this is simply the, you know, the fact that IE is on its way out, but perhaps a little too early for Edge to, you know, to have made any difference. Because I suspect Edge would make a very, very good browser. You know, if I was a Windows user, I'd probably be quite happy with Edge. Now, in case you're wondering, the figures are uh, Firefox 15.6% of the market and IE and Edge together are 15.5%. That's uh, 13 and a quarter to IE and two and a quarter to Edge. Interestingly, they're quite a long way from the number one browser, which is Chrome at the moment. Uh, it's around 60.5%. Safari's 4.6 and Opera 1.9. Oh, good to see Opera still hanging in there. It <laughs> kind of was a good browser, but yeah, anyway. Uh, what else? A team comprised of US and Australian military scientists have been testing high-speed flight. They've run some tests at the Woomera testing range in Australia. That's in the, in the outback there. And they were able to send an experimental scramjet attached to a rocket booster to an altitude of 280 kilometers and its top speed was Mach 7.5. Yes, you heard right. That's seven and a half times the speed of sound. Now, there have been some pretty sensational headlines out there, like flying London to Sydney in, in two hours. And certainly, I mean, at that speed, that's the length of time it would take. But in practice, you know, when would, first of all, when would this be available commercially? And also, the figures don't really take into account takeoff and uh, and landing and so on. So in actual fact, it may be longer. But just imagine for one second that if these headlines were to, be, were to come true, that you could get to the other side of the world, London to Sydney, in just two hours. That's amazing. Of course, it would be completely <laughs> the other side of the time uh you know the day it'd be it'd be nighttime when you get got there if you left during the day so it wouldn't be a lot of use in in, in that respect i mean when would you choose to leave and ar- arrive i mean if you left it i don't know early in the morning say even six o'clock and uh two hours or probably more realistically two and a half or three but even even say we'll go with two hours that's eight o'clock at night that doesn't leave you with <laughs> with much uh alternatively i suppose what you could do is leave it something like seven o'clock in the evening and arrive at nine o'clock in the morning. But then you'd be awake for, you know, for a long time. So, so there's, there's those challenges as well, as well. But nevertheless, that is a, an amazing leap forward. The first time we've, I think, had a hypersonic speed. Now, by the way, hypersonic is defined as Mach 5 and above, as opposed to supersonic, which is just faster than the speed of sound. Hypersonic flight i think was uh or at least the current record in fact has been held since the 1960s 
and that speed is max 6.72. So for a long time, there's been there's really been nothing. You know, uh, what we're talking about fifty years. For fifty years, we've had nothing, no advancements in that area. Now we've got this. So I, I don't know. This this is really really interesting because. At the moment, you know, it, it, people talk about how great it is to be able to travel on, you know, a, an Airbus A380 or something like that to get to the other side of the world. But it's still a 24-hour flight. It is still a, a really horrible experience, at least in economy class. <laughs> and you certainly, for a lot of people, first class or business class is just out of reach. So something like, you know, two hours is even three hours, even four hours. I mean, even six hours would be a, a huge improvement, but you know that would you know that's hugely attractive. So, something to keep an eye on over the next, I would say, a, a good ten or, or or twenty years, to be honest. But we'll see. Sometimes things do move faster than uh, than we think. Driverless cars is one I wouldn't have. They all seem to sort of pop out of nowhere all of a sudden, some years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, I saw a story about Philips about to release a new Ultra HD Blu-ray player. Is it just me, or isn't Blu-ray dead? Is Blu-ray still a thing? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really surprised. I, to me, it's the format, it's the physical disc format that really never saw its, uh, never had its heyday because uh, it was almost too late in the whole piece, you know? Digital download had had already been in, in, in place and fairly well embedded. I, I don't know. I I was really surprised when I saw the story. It's going to retail for 400 US dollars. Why, why would you? Why would you get this device? If you're a Blu-ray fan, please tell me in the comments why this format is so good. Why does it still exist with the abundance of digital downloads? I really don't get this. But anyway... Uh, Maybe it's just me. Uber has uh, released a driverless taxi. It first uh, had the idea back in uh, early 2014. Uh, And now they have released a concept vehicle that's going to uh, be rolled out to streets of Pittsburgh in the US. That's over the next few weeks. It kind of looks like a combination between a rally racer and a Google street car. Uh, it's got a huge array of gear on top of it. It, it. It's amazing, actually. Google an image of it. It's actually quite impressive. So the, I think this is one of the best uses for driverless cars, taxis. You know, you, you don't, I mean, I know it kind of, it's a bit of a sensitive topic. I mean, it puts people out of a job in a way. But isn't this such a really, isn't this a great use of this technology? Would you get into a driverless Uber vehicle if it showed up? You ordered it on your phone and this driverless vehicle turned up and, and would would you get in? Uber is saying that 94% of car accidents involve human error. And uh, with those stats, if you can almost eliminate human error, that's a huge reduction. If you can get pretty much all of that 94% down, that's a huge reduction in accidents. And on the rumour mill, well, Samsung have filed some new trademarks which suggest it may be going to be implementing some 
kind of retina scanning. So it's, what are the trademark names again? Samsung Iris and Samsung iPrint. They've filed uh, the trademark in the EU. And the rumor is, of course, is that uh, perhaps some of their phones or other devices will feature a uh, an Iris scanner. And that's one more mechanism that you'll have available to you to unlock your device. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, if they can pull that off, I think that's, yeah. Again, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the hackers try when fingerprint scanning first became a thing. You know, there were all these stories about people with, uh, I think, with a uh, jelly babies. I think you can put your imprint on that and there's other techniques, photos and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether this can be circumvented, but certainly a... Um, but certainly uh, looks like that's something that's in the works. And also, the, this is our final story, and still on the rumour mill, Apple may be introducing a feature that lets you unlock your Mac using Touch ID on your iPhone. So for a while, people had been speculating that you know, Touch ID will be brought to the uh, to the MacBooks. But, uh, the, but this rumour suggests that Apple's uh, strategy instead of doing that is simply to to use the touch ID on your iPhone. Now that's the same kind of mechanism that's used for the for the Apple Watch, so it makes perfect sense that uh, that Apple could bring this to the uh, to the desktop. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think uh, yeah, it's possible that something at WWDC 2016 may be announced. So uh, we'll have to watch the space. All right, that's it. Thank you very much uh, for joining us once again and uh, hope to see you next time. Till then, goodbye.